Hello and welcome to the FSF Podcast Live Edition. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, kids and cadets. Welcome to the FSF Podcast, the Live Edition. The show that makes you or is going to make you realize that we are, in fact, the Wish.com edition of the Film Fight podcast. <laughs> They're waiting in the wings. Trust me, it's a much better show than what we're going to put on here tonight. But anyway. Choke on my candy. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so we'll we'll get to we'll bring in our guests from uh, the Film Fight podcast in just a couple minutes. We're going to have a lot of fun with them, and uh, I'm sure you guys are going to want to rush out and subscribe to their show pretty quickly when we're done because. I do, and I like it. You'll like it. It's fun. So, And before we get into tonight's show, we need to say our thanks to our show partner, Level Up Sabres. Let's roll that beautiful nerd footage. Okay. And as you guys can already see, that link is in the comment section. Go buy a lightsaber. Fulfill your dreams. And if you don't see it on Facebook, it's because Facebook thinks we sell weapons and ammunition. <laughs> <laughs> you can't boost anything. It keeps getting shut down because apparently the word saber is a keyword. And, you know, they can't differentiate. horribly dangerous. I have a completely inappropriate joke that I'm not going to tell you now. I'll tell you later, though. It's good times. Anyway. Um, you could lose a limb. <laughs> I love inappropriate jokes. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway. Yeah, there's always that. All right. Other thing I wanted to talk about tonight is this fantastic and adorable t-shirt. Super cute. I love it. I actually bought it at the Monroe Pops Fest from a wonderful woman named Rachel at the Sick Shop. She has got some really cool things, some really fun stuff. And, you know, guys, there's Tim showing you the website. The website will be up in the comment section. Check out her stuff. She's got some really cool things. She's got some books. She's got some never-ending story stuff. She's got Star Wars stuff. She's got Firefly. Any of your fun fan art, it's there. Check it out. Also, seriously, just look at the ca Look at the face. Look at it. It's so adorable. It's so adorable. Not if, I mean, Ewoks were cute enough anyway, but then it's making the cute little face. And, never mind. You can tell how cute something is by the the volume, <laughs> the pitch of Kathleen's voice. It gets uh -huh. higher and higher until every dog in a three-mile radius is going. <laughs> so, yeah. What was really dangerous about that is then I see the dogs barooing, and that's even cuter, and then I get even squeakier. <laughs> All right. We also want to take a minute to remind you that if you could be so kind to do what the banner says at the bottom of the screen, and please remember to like and subscribe to our show. We hope that you guys are enjoying it and you enjoy the the episodes we release every Friday, our new series, the uh, the Five at Five on, on Wednesday evenings at five o'clock. We hope you're enjoying those as well. Those are just five to ten minute episodes with a couple of quick things about something in our pop culture world. 
But if you want to help support our show and help us continue to keep the lights on, so to speak, you can always go to this website here and buy us a coffee. Buying us a coffee helps us to continue to support the show, helps us to can help make ends meet. And uh, yeah, it just tells us that you love us and other assorted things like that. So go buy us a coffee. You'll feel good. We'll feel good. We'll pay a bill. It'll be great times. We like having bills being able to be paid. That sounds like it's, that sounds nice. It is helpful, you know. It helps us to be able to pay the bills, you know, put out content, you know, yada yada yada, whatever. Stuff so things. <clears throat> stuff the things. We get to do the stuff with the things. Pay for our therapy. Hi, Ron. Ron Lippet. So all right. Von Lippy Pants. We have people. We should well, do. In our first corner, we have the Film Fight Podcast with Amber Hollinger Turnquest. Hello, Amber. Hello, funny science fiction podcast crew. The live edition. Live and unhinged. We'll see what happens. By the way, oh, you get the rest of the crew in here, but then I have to show you something that is really freakily similar to your nerd footage. All right, cool. Fantastic. We also have Zach Beseda. I am going to butcher names tonight. Hello. We probably should have checked him before we brought him in, but yeah. No, yeah. That. that's usually what Tim does. Hmm? I said I've heard worse. Say it so what? What's your name? Zach Bassetta. Give it a name, oh. Zach. Uh, uh, yeah, don't remind me. Bassetta. Bassetta. It's Czech, actually, but I've had, I've had Spanish, uh, Italian, so it's... It's hard to pin down, I guess. Hmm. And we also have Steve well, Walters. Steve's, not, oh, Steve's no? not here yet. Not so yet. you can do the other one. Have fun with that. No, his is easy. Jim Vastano. <laughs> that you looks can't. perfect, actually. Yeah, there we go. Names. I'm, and I'm, I'm, from now on, I'm going to be the other one. Call <laughs> me the other one from now on. Jim's always the handsome one. <laughs> Welcome to the show, other one. <laughs> okay, so glad so to have you. Check this out. This was not two days ago in my garage with Jim's daughter and my daughter. I'm visiting in the kitchen, and oh, that is they're in the garage in the dark, fighting lightsabers. It's very hard to see. Look. <laughs> So much nerding, like third time, like my third proudest moment of my daughter. <laughs> I did it together with music. Anyway, love it. That's we're awesome. Right, we're in the right pocket here, bunch of nerds. So, at any point, did one of them yell, "It's over"? I have the high ground. Please say yes. <laughs> because that would have just made me proud of them. Sorry, I'm so. like, oh shit, just ruined my moment. <laughs> 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 no, that's cool. That's awesome. So funny. <laughs> yeah, I have a similar video and yet totally, totally different because it's my husband and one of his friends. But my husband is wearing a kilt and there are bagpipes blasting in the background as they're having a lightsaber fight in our backyard. Oh, that's pretty fine. You, <laughs> you send me that video so I can actually put it up on the screen one time. It'll I be. Do. I do need to actually send that to you. I support that. I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. Much fun will be had by all uh, if you send the John Watts video. 
Do you're gonna have people sending you their lightsaber videos now? I would love that. Honestly, I welcome it. Uh, info at fsfpopcast.com. Send me your lightsaber dueling videos. I would love to see them. And I guarantee you, you send me a video. I'm going to play at least a snippet of it up on the show here. So Okay, so I did just send it to you, but I had to send it to you from TikTok because it's posted on TikTok, but you should be able to still screen share. You're welcome. Okay. Uh, <laughs> see? Hold but on. You got it. Because I don't actually have it on my phone anymore because it was on an old phone. and. Okay. Uh, He's like, wait, we're going to make this happen. And then John's going to be mad at me later. It'll be okay. Eh, he'll get over it. I mean, there are worse things. I have done worse. It's already on we social don't media. Under the kilt, do we? No. <laughs> <laughs> we're fine. We're probably fine. Wait, right? We're good. Uh, let's see. How Did you send it to me in TikTok? Or did you send no, it I to me? It to Facebook Messenger because I didn't know if... Oh well, directly on the screen. Is that there writing an email, doing his No, I'm, I'm still at work. <laughs> I'm just I'm All right, Take here we go. That's share working. screen. Working is Chrome tab. I the greatest, but and this is before we all got our level up sabers. These are yes. wow. We need to recreate this. Oh with, yeah, for uh, sure. Uh, with with our level up sabers, so we get the actual noises and colors. And I yeah. got here. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Uh, good times, but yeah. So if anybody watching, if you have a lightsaber duel video you want us to air. Send it to me, info at FSF, FSFpopcast.com. I'll get it right one of these times. So, but anyway, all right. So, hey, before we jump into tonight's topic, uh, I, I enjoyed that little detour. But, uh, uh, yeah, tell us about your guys' show and what people can be expecting from Film Flight. Well, they can be expecting an episode dropping like once every quarter. Because we're really broke. <laughs> it's an ongoing joke on our show because you've got four working professionals who have to find time to watch two movies and then get together to record and edit and attribute and you know all that stuff that goes into podcasts. But right. Film Fight is a film analysis podcast where we take two movies of a similar plot or genre, match them up, and see which one is better and why. That's kind of the gist of it, but we take it all the way from script so like a uh, script phase from writing on the page to casting directing cinematography set budget um, audience response and really just kind of it's all done in good fun but we we do approach it with a, a film a film critic eye okay <laughs> excellent and we have another this is the other other one jim oh just, in case you're wondering Oh, there's another one. Sorry, guys. I'm throwing off the symmetry. I was watching, <laughs> and now I'm like at the bottom. Oh, well, it's okay. Uh, Glad to be here, though. I'm excited. Well, I'll, well, I tell you what. Uh, since Amber is not used to seeing Nick anyway, I mean, there we go. No, when uh, when Amber was on our our show, Nick wasn't able to be in, in part of the interview. And so, yeah, it's just 
I found it fun. So anyway, I don't I don't need my headphones apparently. That's yeah, good for yeah. an audio guy to not know that he doesn't need headphones. Very good. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> all right. So, um, where can people find your podcast? Where's a good place for them to look for it? Uh, Podbean and Google Podcast and supposedly Apple Podcast. Pretty much everywhere but iTunes, right? Yeah, Spotify. Yeah, well, we're on iTunes. At least I can get it. But we've one, one app. The first episode comes up for me on iTunes. Yeah, our, our debut. That's it. In general, it's on all of the platforms where most people would enjoy finding podcasts. Yeah, because I think I listen to you on on Spotify. So there you go. You probably know more of where we're at than I do. I don't even know where I am right now. (laughs) You're in a room. You're safe. All is fine. You're not in a government testing facility in Iowa, and neither is Nick tonight. So it's all good. It's not a simulation. No. Nick's apparently inside of a dollhouse, but uh, <laughs> I was getting too uh, violent, so they needed to cheer up my room a bit. <laughs> no, I'm going with the fact that they shrunk you and you're inside of a dollhouse now. Yeah, that could much. be too. Yeah, <laughs> honey, they shrunk the Nick. They were so, out of control, so they made him this big. <laughs> all right, so on plan for tonight, I just want to take a couple minutes because. With the release of Andor last week, we being a pop culture and sci-fi nerd show, we can't just go past the fact that this is our first, you know, possible episode to talk about Andor since its release. Uh, so I want to take just a couple quick minutes. If you haven't watched the show, no worries. We, we won't boot you out. We won't kick. We won't. Uh, we won't kick you out or anything like that. But have you guys had an opportunity to watch it what are your thoughts do you like it dislike it do you like where it's going yada 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 all that kind of stuff well i'll tell you what i haven't had a chance to watch it yet i'm excited in a way i've been sort of on the fence with the latest bit of star wars uh programming i love the mandalorian i was kind of okay with um the luke skywalker obi-wan show it had its moments and i'm excited to see this one because i love rogue one i think it's one of the best star wars movies that's Agreed. come out in the last 10 years for sure 15 Steve, years. rogue one is the only good new star wars film you can <laughs> i'm not on, i'm not with that zach i'm not going to be a hater I, I i have my own feelings about the uh the second trilogy um a lot of people hate that but i kind of feel like that these shows are for a specific demographic and um those were for younger kids when we were all holding on to the original trilogy, the Gen Xers, we were so hoping that it was going to be something like that, and it wasn't. But for the younger kids, I think they really enjoyed it. Jar Jar didn't bother him so much. But um, I'm, I'm excited to see Andor because I'm curious about how this is going to work and if it does work. I saw the, okay. I saw the first episode. the first Actually, the first and part of the second episode. And it's actually, it, when they first said they were going to make one on about Andor, I was like, he was a good character for sure, but I didn't know they were going to do a backstory, but I think they're going to, I think it's going to be pretty good. His, his story so far is pretty interesting. Yeah. I, I, I'm enjoying it. And it's, you know, I, and I wasn't expecting, I'm like, I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, so far so good. Okay. Have you seen so, it, Zach? No, I don't have Disney plus. Uh, but of all, I think it's just what? that yeah, I did like the Mandalorian as well, but then they were like, Hey, here's 20 more star Wars shows. And it's like, Oh my God. So yeah. if they had maybe just done like Kenobi and Andor, I might be a little more interested, but now it's kind of like, uh, who's, who has the time? Yeah. Well, I lot. looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes and yeah, these are two. <laughs> exactly. 
I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes and it has an 86% audience score. So most of America's like it. Yeah. Well, I think it gets a lot of credit just for being Star Wars too, you know? What? It's like, oh, it's Star Wars. I love it. And I don't know. I hold it to, you know, a certain standard. That's all. Sorry, Amber, what'd you say? Oh, I think we should have that problem to have such strong brand recognition like that. Yeah, exactly. After this podcast, live edition. Well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think for me, the thing is, is that I, I don't think that it's gotten that just because it's Star Wars. I think the fact that it's has ties to Rogue One, which, as Steve brought out, is one of the better, you know, Star Wars offerings in the last however many years. And the fact that it's the same creative team that brought Rogue One to the screen is working on this one as well. And there's that natural tie-in. And I think the fact that they're, to me, it's it's a story away from the Skywalker family, but even though it's kind of tied to the Skywalker family because it's the introduction, you know, into the original trilogy is what we're what we're looking at and the rebellion and all that kind of stuff. But I love the fact that way that they're building it, it's it's kind of a slow burn right now. They're putting so much background information and detail into how this story is being built up that I'm makes me very excited for the direction. It's not Rise of Skywalker and I'm thankful for that. That was <laughs> that movie has its issues. I still watch it, you know, in my timeline reviews. But you know, it's not like I it's not like I go, ooh, Rise of Skywalker. Let's watch that one. Um hot garbage. Yeah. So there's that. Also, it, you know, with Andor too, it, it's he's a he's a good character, but he's not like the problem I have with some of these is like Han Solo was like a character that you really, I mean, I was really, really young when that movie came out. Um, not as young as everyone else here, but not I was young. young. And yeah, I wasn't that young. But um, you fall in love with the character, but you, the actor also plays a huge part in all that. And when you now put a different actor in that part, it's hard for someone like me who grew up with, you know, that iconic character and that iconic actor to put someone else in that spot and be like, okay with it. It was harder. That was, that was the part that I had problems with, with solo. It's like preaching to the choir. Yeah. It's that, it's that thing. But Andor, I'm not as married to this guy because he's not that mean of a character. So, Hey, you know, and he's the same actor playing it. So it makes it, it makes it easier. It's on my keychain. That's oh, my see? favorite. Yeah. My, uh, if it'll turn, turn. That's my favorite yeah. star Wars character of all time. Yeah. Is Han Solo. Yeah, it's, it's hard to recreate something like that with a different actor. He was just, he was Han Solo. So, yeah. What I, yeah. You have what a Funko keychain? You saw nothing. Move along. Anyway. <laughs> you have a problem. Well, there's also. That a, was a the line. Look at his room. It's, it's, it's great. That was the line after all. No, the line was like six shelves ago. <laughs> when I started having taken the doors off the bottom section so I could add more Funkos so they, so they could be visible, that's where the line probably was. When but... I got a discount at Comic-Con because I convinced him to buy so many Funkos from a vendor that then the vendor's like, hey, you just made me a ton of sales. I'm going to give you a discount. It was a good day. <laughs> that might have been a good day. We both went home happy. That's all that matters. Just so like top five nerdiest things I've ever heard. <laughs> but, but there's also worse. my my Boba Fett keychain is hanging up there next to the, the child, but that's not that's a whole other story for another time. So as far as Andor goes, I really appreciate that they released the first three episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, I was watching someone react to the episodes, 
but they reacted to the episodes individually. And by the end of the third one, they were like, I, I see now why they released it mm-hmm. in the set of three. Because Yeah, the grouping. Just watching the first one, you're still kind of like, what's happening here? Like, where's this going? But I did like that grouping of things. Yeah. I'm on yeah, the makes sense. With that kind of stuff, like, you know, the new Game of Thrones on HBO is every Sunday. And I used to enjoy the old Game of Thrones when you could build up that anticipation. I have a problem with binging, mostly because I binge the show and I spend seven hours watching a series when I'm like, ah, I should probably go to bed. But they have a way of roping you in at the end. So thankfully, I know I'm only roped in for three episodes at the beginning because I'll sit and watch them and, and, and then wake up the next morning and go, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. I, I, think right. it's a, I think it's a good technique because people are so used to binging now. If you put in one show a week, you're gonna you you have a you do have a bigger chance of losing your audience because if that first episode doesn't grab them and they have to wait, they can forget about it. But if they have three episodes to watch all at once, they'll give it a shot. And usually by the third episode of a show, you'll know whether you like it or not. And you know, and and most of the time, right. it's usually a pretty good thing. So releasing them week to week, <clears throat> you have an opportunity to sort of talk about it and speculate and. Nobody's going to ruin it for you, you know, like, and I think also that's a Disney marketing ploy. They, they want to separate themselves from Netflix in a lot of ways. And that's one of the ways that they do it is by not giving you the whole series in one shebang. They, they, they're going to parcel it out so that people can talk about it and it can gather some buzz. Whereas Netflix is like, take it or leave it, you know, take it all. Enjoy. That's actually the guy here. That's actually something I struggled with with Netflix is like with uh, season four of Stranger Things. I still have not finished season four of Stranger Things because oh. I have a four-year-old and I have to wait until after bedtime. Yeah, but also Stranger Things episodes are two hours. They're movies. Right? That's the thing. We're at the They're last movies, yeah. The season four, like, or no, we finished, we finished episode seven last night. So we have episodes eight and nine left and they're two hours a piece. And yeah, I'm like, movies. are you tired of Kate Bush yet? Or are you still into? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I didn't like yeah. that song when it came out the first time. Between Bush and then TikTok doing the Chrissy Wake Up nine million times. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to die. But like because and then, well, they've they done it in all these different voice variations too. It's right. not just it's right. not just Chrissy Wake Up. It's you know, I'm not even gonna try and do it, but all these they different voice the voice Star Wars theme song. They turned it into a Rick roll. Uh, they that like, one kind of pissed me off. The Star Wars one, yeah. I just wish I had that much free time. Right? Right? But like they, dropped, they dropped so much of that season at once, and then there's those of us that can't catch up with it. So then it's the, well, I know what already happens because the internet sucks. Aww. That's yeah. too bad because it's actually pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I'm still so, going to enjoy it. <laughs> I, prefer, I prefer the Disney way of doing things where there's there's an episode every week. I get a chance to sit here, and, and it's great for, for podcasters like us because we get to sit around and pontificate about all these wonderful ideas. There's my $5 word for the day. And, uh, wow. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, but we get to, we get to you know, have all, you know, up all these. looking right now. it's okay buddy i looked it up before i used it so uh you planned it ahead of time i'm proud of you (laughs) so no but you know we get to spew all our ideas and theories and you know and talk and come back the next week and see which ones were right and which ones were wrong and 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 i like that i i there's a certain thing i like with the netflix approach uh especially if i'm just trying to powerball something and get through it 
so that I can be able to talk about it on the show. But I, I like I didn't like it at first. It kind of pissed me off with like Kenobi came out and Mandalorian came out and Boba Fett came out and it was week to week having to wait. I'm like, just give it to me all at once. I want to Netflix it. Give me because Star Wars. I need it. Give me, right. give me, give me. In alignment with the Disney brand, which is all about family. And you've got people our age who used to grow up with shows dropping every week and it being a family event where you sat down and mm-hmm. watched together. And Disney's mm-hmm. very aware of that in their marketing and ploy in this, which is great. Oh, I'm sure. They are, yeah. they are trying to make it must-see family event time. I believe that. That makes sense to me. Smart. Listen, they're doing something right. They're bajillionaires taking money baths all day long, so they're doing something right. <laughs> yep. Scrooge no, McDuck style. Oh yeah, just swimming in the coins, just mm-hmm. doing it up. And it, it is fun though. All it? except for Zach's money. <laughs> we got so used to the to the binge watch. So you go back to the weekly thing, and you're like, I don't want weekly. I want it all right now. Yeah, but it's I tough, also, right? I kind, of, I kind of enjoy it. I enjoy that being mad that I don't get to watch more then I'm still excited to watch more. I'm not mm-hmm. zoning out and not paying attention to it anymore because I've been sitting there for four hours watching things. Well, remember, was it Lost back in the day? That was the show that we were really wrapped up in, in mm-hmm. at the time. And there was a huge break between seasons four and five. And I was like, people are going to lose track because that was such a convoluted show to begin with. And I wonder, like, I guess week to week is not going to be a problem. And we don't have these big breaks. Like, they've already shot everything. So they're right. parceling it out. But when you run into a situation like big, uh, also Breaking Bad, didn't they have a big break mm-hmm. in between? Well, a lot of shows have been doing like they'll split a season into two halves. I think yeah. even Battlestar Galactica did that once. That's obnoxious to me. Just call it the next season. It's okay right. to have. Right. right. And, and the 4.5? No. No, I don't like that. A lot of the times, too, they'll do the, the season will start in like, September and then they go on a holiday break. It's like you guys already have this all filmed. <laughs> yeah. Stop making it so I don't have a reason. There was a way to turn this out with dance. And that that's what it is, is the I don't have an excuse when it's <clears throat> holiday time to have an hour that I need to go sit in another room away from my family because my show's on a break. And that's rude. <laughs> Here's the thing. If I can schedule a YouTube video for weeks ahead of time. You guys can schedule a, you know, your major motion picture episode, you know, release as well. I'm pretty sure it works not exactly the same, but I'm pretty sure you can make it work. So we can't speak at all because we can't get a podcast out to save our lives. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we totally agree with all that. Pretty good. <laughs> I have one, uh, one or two sitting in the can waiting to be edited. And um, I know Amber's been anxious for those. She's like, where, where's, uh, we were supposed to have, um, Fly on a sandwich. Yeah. There's a couple that are sitting there. It's it's hard, though, because it takes time to cut those things down. I'm not brave. We're not as brave to do live shows. Like, I've been thinking about this for weeks. Like, I hope I don't say something stupid. It's going to happen. I'm sorry, but it's just. It is. But- you know, I as a uh, professional uh, stupid sayer, um, <laughs> I have found that the best thing to do is just steer into this kid, man. If you if you say something dumb, you just roll with it. You make fun of yourself. You you know it's like it's like uh, doing tumbling in, in grade school. You know you you roll on the mat, you stand up, ta da, and you move along. So yeah. uh, okay. good to know. <laughs> I think our biggest problem would be our shows would be four hours long because we talk true. and talk and talk. I, that's what takes so long for the edit. It's like, of course, Steve has to go through and edit, like, not only the ums and the uh and me stammering across everything I say, but <laughs> like 80% of our content because it's so long. 
Every time we record, we're like, let's put a timer on and let's stick to an hour at this point. We never do. An hour. That's an introduction. Well, I understand. It's difficult. Even with this, you know, we try to keep our live show here at about an hour. And, and it's amazing how many times we've gotten, we're like, oh, crap, we're already at 50 minutes or we're at 55 minutes. And the last, <laughs> the last five minutes is just like a downhill sled. Just, you know, we're going to get it done. So, all right. So speaking of schedules and trying to get it all done. Uh, <laughs> Have you ever gone into the next day? Because we could probably. <laughs> no, but I think, it, I think we'd accept the challenge. Uh, <laughs> I think we had one interview go into another day just because oh, like, well, they our, lost yeah. internet or something. Yeah, our our second interview ever, <clears throat> technically. Yeah, we were interviewing a, a, this guy. Um, he, he's really awesome. His name is Guy Sklanders. He's a, uh, a GM. He, t- he has a, a YouTube channel called How to Be a Great GM. And he teaches people how to, you know, uh, different things for Dungeons and Dragons and the uh, other uh, tabletop role-playing games. And... Uh, his internet was just, just absolutely whacked one day. It was just horrible. And he's in London, you know, so, you know, it's not like we, it was just, it was horrible trying to get it back together, but it was worth the wait. Uh, guy was an awesome interview. We had so much fun with him and we just made the joke that every time his internet froze, that the T-Rex was coming back through London and got to escape the TARDIS and, you know, so your we had a, make your jokes. Yeah. We had a lot of fun with him. I so. got it, Tim. I got it. I just know he has an extra doctor reference. Hey, I've watched enough Doctor Who to know that there's a TARDIS and that it goes places and can bring things back. And it's bigger on the inside. So shush. (laughs) Rude. Pretty much. All right. We have technically also had interviews in multiple days other than Guy. Because when we interviewed Jed Burke, he was in New Zealand. And technically it was the next day. He was in the future. He was weird. Yeah, he did tell us that the world still sucked there too, so it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it didn't get better overnight. Well, and we did a we did a member profile as well with Rima Martin, who's also in Australia. Mm-hmm. And when we talked to her, she was you know next day. Oh, I forget that we've talked to people from the future. Oh yeah, <laughs> look We're at us, cool. wobbly, timey wimey. Steve, bust out your Australian accent. Mike Crocky Crocky. That's yes, right. thank you. There we go. Close enough. Thank Works you. for us. Better than Tim's. <laughs> yeah, because mine was a really bad British Australian. It's hard. It's hard. Either way, to... either way, I'm pretty sure I offended people in both places. So, <laughs> sorry, Australia. <laughs> Wait, lean into it, right? You say lean into it. You just go with it, man. <laughs> so yeah, you just you just see how I just ignored it and kind of was I was willing to move Thank past you. it. So. Take notes. <laughs> I'm something. I don't know if it's pro is the word you're looking for. All right. But, let's get on to our fight. <laughs> All right, so. Way to try to keep us in line. Are you having yeah. fun trying to herd squirrels? Yeah. Nick's, uh, Nick, a.k.a. Blade, is our clock watcher. He's like, hey, you know, we got f- two, oh, 15 minutes to talk about this. Yeah. So I feel your pain. I feel your pain. So Nick also has, for the longest time, d- has done all our editing. John has taken it over. Him and Nick shared editing duties. So it's it's the editor and him thinking of what he's, you know, if he had exactly. to edit this. You're like, yo, you know. that's smart. <laughs> exactly. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So uh, we saw your guys' show. I love your show. I I think it's it's great. And, uh, you know, when, when Amber was on our, our episode and we interviewed her, she had told us about how you guys had, 
I think at that point had recently done uh, Armageddon versus uh, Sudden Impact, and uh, deep. and Deep, deep impact. impact, Sudden Impact, Deep, deep Impact. Either way, the movie sucked. Who cares? Yeah, anyway, I, I uh, didn't know when the movie came out after you tried to throw me like some low hanging fruit questions that I could answer, and I couldn't. <laughs> so sad. So sad. So uh, we thought, man, it'd be really cool to you know, want, you know, to do that that type of thing in a very truncated style on our wish.com show. Um, and by the way, wish.com, we are open for sponsorship. Just let me know. Um, so. And our sponsorship will get here in six to eight weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and not look anything like the check we're hoping for. Four sizes so. too small. <laughs> <laughs> but we thought it'd be kind of cool tonight just to look at it since uh, we know that uh, <clears throat> Amber works a lot in animation. We thought well, it would be kind of cool to talk about a couple of animated movies that were very similar and yet very different at the same time. And so that's ants versus a bug's life. Listen, this reminded me a lot of Armageddon and Deep Impact because those were two films that were released the same year with mm -hmm. virtually the same plot and logline. And that is exactly the same for a bug's life and uh, ants. They're both mm -hmm. a revolve around main story of a worker ant who has ideas outside of the box about how his community should be run and ends up influencing the rest of the colony and falls in love with the princess. Mm -hmm. Kind of both movies right there. It's really interesting. It was ants is the first animated movie that DreamWorks ever did. Jeffrey Katzenberg left Disney around 1994 and both of these yep. movies were released in 1998. They both had mm -hmm stellar celebrity cast. The biggest difference between the two is that uh, Ants is the first PG, <clears throat> first uh, animated movie from DreamWorks, but also the first PG animated movie in a really, really long time. Okay. I thought it was PG-13 for the longest time. Did that change somewhere? <laughs> oh, well, no, they cut out the ant boobs, and then they got just the PG. They cut out the ant boobs and the one F-bomb that you're allowed in a PG-13 movie, they dialed it back. I Wait, I want swearing bugs. That sounds like fun. It does. I think they do swear in that one, don't they? They do. Uh, there's a few words. I guess there was like a S&P had a cap on swears. And then, of course, the televised version were dubbed over and replaced with more kind, benign words. Less and, 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 and now I just want to see Heimlich from A Bug's Life go on a swearing rant. Oh, my yeah. God. That was the that only part. Like, <clears throat> as far as Bugs Life is concerned, I it was the second dream or second um, Pixar movie, and right. I remember being extremely disappointed. Although I've seen Bugs Life probably fifty times, um, it's not. It's it, up until the Cars movies, it was my least favorite Pixar movie. I didn't think that the the main character was very compelling, um, flick or whatever, mm -hmm. and. The only part that I really enjoyed was the part with the circus performers, specifically the caterpillar. Mm -hmm. You know, I you thought had to enjoy, you had to enjoy the performance of good friend Christopher Walken. Well, yeah. Was he in that? Yes. No, he's an he's an ant. Oh, never he's mind. An ant. Right, right, right. Wait, yeah, wait, wait. Ant. Is he? No, he's in. No, he's in Bugs Life. No, he's in Bugs Life. It's my bad. No, according to Google, it was um, Kevin Spacey was the bad guy. Who was yeah. also yeah. very creepy and <clears throat> well, it came natural to him. Disturbing. Yeah, Kevin so. Spacey was Hopper. Yeah, right. becoming creepy uh, just came naturally to him, so he <laughs> just rolled with it. 
They told him to be himself. <laughs> we got, we got Kevin Spacey on that side, and then in Ants is Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Yeah. It right. Weird um, dichotomy. Yeah, and the creep off, you know. Yeah. It's, yeah. I still give. So I still kind of give the nod to Spacey though in the creep off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Spacey was like third choice. I guess they approached a few other people that turned it down flat, and he was delighted to step in and do it. Hmm. Mm. It's a kid's film, you say? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> wait, wait, is this... Yeah. I, uh, I, I was thinking of something. I, I watched... The, I, sometimes I get confused and I watch the wrong movie. So I watched <laughs> Ants and I watched Bugs Life, but then I watched something else that was called Hot Ants, but oh, it was no. called A-U-N-T-S and it was not good. Do not recommend. Sometimes I get confused. I don't want to... Like not be prepared, so sometimes I watch extra movie and it's usually not the right. Well, it was it was hot ants parentheses yeah, without pants. <laughs> exact so scene. It's a classic. It's not, do not recommend. This is the segment where it. where Steve talks about watching the porn versions of the movies we watch. Right. <laughs> Although I also have it that Steve, you said that. Bugs Life was the godfather of all animated insect movies. I never so. said that. I never said that. It's impossible. <laughs> I make one godfather comments about one movie in that they were long and boring. And now every movie is the godfather of whatever movie we watch. So you're saying Godfather is long and boring? Wow. Parts wow. of it. Are, it's a very long movie. Perfect. It, 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 it you know, manages to come through in the end. Guns and Roses, Steve? I never heard of them. Who's that? Mm -hmm. Actually, got in trouble for not knowing the full lineup for Appetite for Destruction as well. So, <laughs> well, as now, see, personally, I think as far as the casting choices, I, I really feel like Ants had the better cast. Absolutely. I mean, you, you've got yeah. Gene Hackman, Danny Glover, Christopher Walken. Um, we'll ignore uh, Woody Lopez. Allen, but there was, but there was Jennifer Lopez, Sharon Stone, Dan Aykroyd, Jane Curtin, John Mahoney. I mean. Both the casts are star-studded, but I really feel like Ants, uh, DreamWorks, was trying to back up the Brinks truck and get anybody they could here to try and get some recognition for their film. Yeah. Um, so that they didn't have as strong a script for all those wonderful right. no. people. Yeah. No, and it, it's that. And honestly, for as much as I don't like Kevin Spacey and as much as I don't like Woody Allen, I can't make it through uh, the movie Ants because Woody Allen drives me nuts. Yeah. Yeah, the and, way and he that, talks, his manner of speaking, everything. And it's just, I'm like, okay. After about 20 minutes, I tried watching it again today. I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to refresh my mind yeah. before I go back into this thing. I had looked up some notes and I'd done a few things. I think I got about 25, 30 minutes into a rewatch today. It's on streaming on Peacock. If anybody has Peacock, uh, you know, you can watch it there if you choose. Um, and I, I like the 30 minute mark. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm tapping out. I'm, I'm done. I can't take any more Woody Allen. So it got yeah, that's, better that's reviews. Issue, that's definitely the issue with that one. It's like, if you don't like Woody Allen, you're not gonna like the movie. Cause it's, it's basically just him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's just, oof. yeah, it was tough. I like this. Arnold Schwarzenegger was originally supposed to get the part of Weaver in ants and he turned it down. So they gave it to Sly Stone. It's like, they really had a pocket that they were shooting for. Right. I don't want to be an ad today. We <laughs> leadership capabilities. Arnold, is that you? I don't like ants. <laughs> I step on bugs all day. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. 
That's good. That's good. It like it veers into your Peter accent too. <laughs> yeah. Get well, out! Get out! Over. Get to the chopper! <laughs> <laughs> now I want to hear him do it just because. I would. Did you know uh, that, that would that would get me to watch Ants? I would. A watch Bug's Ants. Life was the first Pixar movie to use bloopers at the end of the film for mm -hmm. blooper reels. So so cute. It kind of started a thing there. I always really enjoyed that. I have a friend who thought that the blooper reel was real. <laughs> Was this friend? Um, no. I asked you not to tell anybody about that, Kathy. Okay, so wait. Bugs Life came out in '98, so she would have been twelve. All right, that's fair. Okay, that's possible. Yeah. But isn't that a lot of work to do blooper reels for? Yes. An animation show. Yes, it is. But if you're having fun with it at that point, you know. Which you are. Like, I'm sure the cast and crew there, the actual animation team, the board team was loving that, having a lot of Sure. Fun. And the actors. They're like, yeah, hurry up and get this movie done. Oh, plus, make this blooper reel. Well, that sounds about right. That's how animation studios work. And I love it. And I love it. And I never <laughs> want to do it all the time, all night long. <laughs> you have nothing better to do. And as long as you're here, why don't you go ahead and draw a couple just extra frames? No big deal. Right. I'll just get on it. Like Zach, I'll be working over here. <laughs> I will say, well, I uh, thinking, was, didn't Toy Story have bloopers? Am I crazy? No, I think Toy Story two might have. Two, Toy Story two or Toy Story three brought them in. I, you know, life was the. First I think it was part. two because there was at the end it was all the, uh, um, Woody and Jesse bloopers. Oh yeah, and I remember that because my oldest son uh, watched Toy Story one and Toy Story two. Back to back to back to back to back to back to back. Like for like months. Yeah, I know those movies inside and out at this point. So the pizza van from Toy Story makes a cameo in every Pixar movie. Yep. They do a good job of keeping those universes sort of tied together anyway. I know there's a lot of stuff from Monsters Inc. in is it Dory or Finding Nemo. There's there's all kinds yeah. of little Easter eggs, which is cool. Everything oh yeah, gives us a chance to sort of go. Oh, there's that thing. It's cool mm -hmm. how they tie everything together and just you know it's one big universe and because in MCU Inc. before MCU, right? In Monsters Inc. When Boo <laughs> takes Sully into her room, she's got the the Star Ball from Toy Story and right. Marlin. Yeah, something else. There's always something there, you know. In every oh, Pixar thing, you can general Pixar knocks it out of the park it's very rare that they have something that's just kind of mid but even a mid is pretty yeah. good mm -hmm. well since we're talking about you know animation styles oh, uh, pretty well, much actually, here i i think since you kind of heard our original takes or a little bit of them i think jim do you have some audience reaction i do i do like one of my favorite things to do is when you look up critic reviews, I always do a critic review, but then I also mm -hmm. go on to Metacritic, and those are the best. And the way I pick those mostly is by name because the names are so great, the usernames. The usernames. And, and also the, the, <laughs> the types of reviews that I get from them. So I did pull a few for A Bug's Life and for Ants, and I'll read them to you. And what we usually do is um, I, picked, I, picked, uh, I do three. Um, okay. Two real ones, and then one Steve writes, and we have to try to guess which one is Steve's. And I kind of can you? I'm going to play the theme song. I don't, know, I don't know if you guys will be able to hear it though. <laughs> I have several theme songs that I write. I'm going to play this one. 
No? Not yet, no. Anything? I can, uh, vaguely. Oh, okay, never mind then. Play That's it on your phone good. and hold it up to the speaker. <laughs> no, it's okay. You'll have to tune into the uh, podcast to hear the live real versions. I have about six or seven songs that I've written. Yeah. Totally everyone, has a, everyone has a song except for me. Mm. I can't well, find I anything that rhymes with down, right? No. I can't find anything that rhymes with Amber. Samber? Wamber. Wamber. Okay, hold on. Let me write that down. Wamber. 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 All right. You're welcome. Right. And this is how we usually this is how this segment usually goes. We go along this, and then I go into the Sorry. Sorry. And then it's all this is cut out. So we have to guess. We have to guess which one is mine. Yes. Yeah, so basically, yeah, you're guessing which one is, is Steve's. And okay. so basically what I'll do is I'll go through um, Rotten Tomatoes reviews and I'll say uh, for Bugs Life, Rotten Tomatoes score is 92. The audience score is 73. Um, the critic that I picked for this one's Wall Street Journal and his name is Joe Morgenstern. And he wrote, um, this animated fable teams with vivid creatures standing on their own countless feet. So yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So, um, and then I go on to Metacritic and basically Metacritic um, you know, like, like I said, I, I pick it for the name. So you'll see the, the names and the types of reviews because they're awesome. Um, the Metacritic score is 81 for A Bug's Life and, uh, and the user score is an 8.2. And this Metacritic and my team will know this, um, this name, uh, we use it a lot. Epic Lady Sponge. Woo! No! Uh, Epic That's Lady Sponge good. always. Oh, never, it never disappoints. So uh, Epic Lady Sponge wrote, after Toy Story and before Toy Story 2, we have this lovable movie, well worth to see from the start and you'll decently love it. And it's a great masterpiece from Pixar, even though I did not score it a 10. He scored it an eight. But, you know, he likes it and Epic Lady Sponge is never wrong. Well, we haven't decided okay, if Epic Lady Sponge- Did we ever find out if Epic Lady Sponge was a guy or a girl? No, or what Epic Lady Sponge means. So, yeah. Whoever there. So many issues with yeah. Yeah. There's issues, questions. Yeah. Things that worry me. Yeah, we're thinking like you know, like Lady Magnet, maybe you know. Yeah, he's a lady. Lady Magnet. Anyways, next one was. We'll go go with that. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna go with that one. Um, (laughs) uh, The next one was from Broken Child, and this person wrote, "I just can't find a movie enjoyable about insects." I also find the movie a little gross. So <laughs> she gave it a five. Who was that? That was Broken Child. Broken Child. Yes. Nice. And this one is from Scott Dam 18. Um, Scott gives it a six out of 10. And he writes, and I'm assuming it's a he since it's Scott. Uh, Pixar's second movie about bugs dealing with the troubles of bugs life is confusing and unexciting. The characters are boring, but the story is fun and whimsical. A saga's uh, a saga go, a saga go. It's a saga go if it's a dud, and not one of Pixar's best by a long shot. Whoops. So, didn't love it, and I did give you the stammer there because otherwise you would not have done the true effect of me reading my critic reviews. And I asked Steve when I do that, I asked Steve, I go, just cut that part out because there's sometimes I'll do the review two or three times. He doesn't cut them out. I have to sound like a fool. Sometimes. Oh, that's sometimes. more fun that way. That one yeah. time. That one time. Yes. 
So that was for that was for Bugs Life. Now those three reviews. Let's go through those three first and see which one do you think is Steve. Can you uh, repeat the, the, the names? Countless, the countless so the names one. are um, Epic Lady Sponge, uh, Broken Child, and Scott Dam Eighteen. I'm oh, okay. Go, so not the crew. Not the I'm going to go number ones. three only because you stammered on it, and I think that was subliminal. <laughs> <laughs> or the writing style, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> Zach, what do you think? Scott Dam sounds like a Steve name. <laughs> yeah. It's too mm -hmm. good. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was Steve. That was, that was Steve. I, 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 did I really write it that bad? You know, as sagas go, it's a dud. There's no, there's no. As sagas um, go, I can't figure sagas, out what the hell you were saying. As sagas go, as sagas go, it's a dud. And but there's just no, there's no punctuation. I think I so. Like I think for, as I was reading I it, I was like, as sagas it. go, it's a stud. And uh, and I and I got. Was okay. that the palindrome, Steve? I don't know any of that stuff. What's that? Was that the palindrome? As uh, yeah, sagas, sagas go, or, or whatever. So not yeah. not only does Steve write a fake review for us to guess, but he has to include. Self-imposed, a palindrome yeah. for each one. Yeah, nice. True. So they all have palindromes. That's how it's, uh, if, a, if a review ever references a Toyota, we know it's his. <laughs> <laughs> Too easy. Zach, Zach with the best voice for radio is kind of like yeah. the head the head of the beast, kind of directing us, always leading us into the show. And then at one point, he got a segment of would Zach go out? Like it was Dushimeter at first, but then it was would Zach remember that, yeah. this person. So yeah. then he got an, a theme song. I Amber's really, pretty Amber's really upset about this theme song thing, Steve. You got to figure that out. I could. Uh, I don't want to say that she's mentioning it a lot, but she's mentioning it a lot. Okay. But, you know, just just putting it out there. She kind of wants a theme song. Yes. So. Well, I, if you want, I could tell you the I could tell you the Metacritic reviews for ants because those are also very special. Well, wait. I guess we should ask. Do we have? time. I oh, see yeah, that's true, because I'm going to scamper through some of these, too. <laughs> well, we're running short on time, but I think this gives everybody a good idea of what your show is like and, and, and how they're doing it. So just to kind of wrap up the ants versus bug lifes uh, debate, in your opinion, who wins? Oh. For me, it's bug's life. I have two opinions. <laughs> I, I also I also agree with Bugs Life. I like I like Bugs Life better. And I, the same reason Tim, I had the same issue you had. Woody Allen, I just it was just too much Woody Allen. My one opinion is: is this for a kid or not? Uh, for kids, I would totally go Bugs Life all day long. Uh, Ants, I felt like was more for adults. Absolutely, agreed. Um, a, it, Nobody actually died in ants. Where, well, other than the one bug that flew into the zapper, uh, but <laughs> but that was hilarious. It was. <laughs> yeah, screw that bug. Who cares? <laughs> but when did uh, those ants die at the beginning with the fight with the war? Yeah, in ants. Like oh yeah. Oh, oh to I the meant, bugs life. Yeah, bugs life. Oh. Only one thing right. died, but in. Ants, it was like Don't go to a massacre. Yeah. I can't help it. <laughs> that part scared me. I, I, vote for, I vote for neither, only because I feel like they're both thinly veiled uh, communist propaganda. <laughs> I I have to go Bugs Life, even though Texas nice. Ants was released first by like a month. 
I think I think Bugs Life is the better movie. And I am not just saying that because my brother-in-law looks like Heimlich. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Zach, what about so, you? It's so hard to pick, really. It's kind of a toss-up <laughs> to me. Of all the animated bug movies. Yes. Uh, I mean, I guess I'd have to go Bugs Life. Just, I mean, it, Woody Allen has always been kind of a one-note character to me and i've never really understood his widespread appeal i guess you know in the 70s or whatever but yeah i'd, I'd probably have to go whatever movie he's not in okay just a general rule of thumb for movies yeah, yeah. okay i have to say too though that i am biased because john ratzenberger's in bug's life and i he's love him fun. yeah yeah so i look at it and i I do go for Bugs Life, but to me, it comes down to the fact that I always felt that Ants was a very rushed film. It didn't feel like it was very well made. I don't like the animation style in it, and it makes it hard for me to watch the the way that the ants are drawn. It's just, I don't know, just very bulky and blocky. And Bugs Life is a little bit visually more appealing. Mm -hmm. Brighter colors are used. It's, It's an easier watch. And personally, I think it's funnier. So for me... If I'm going to say one of the two wins, and even though they each have a creepy, you know, curmudgeon in the in the film cast, it's not Woody Allen and Bugs Life, so I'll Bugs Life. <laughs> so, and in here's Bugs a, Life, I'm here's a question: confused. Who had the better villain? Oh, hmm. I thought Hopper was pretty. Hopper scary. was pretty good. Hopper was pretty scary. Pretty scary. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I have to go hopper on that one. Yeah. Who Agreed. played the bad guy in in Ants? I thought Woody uh, Allen was Gene the Hackman. Was yeah, the... Gene Hackman. Oh, Gene Hackman's freaking great. He's great. Yeah, Gen- and that's the thing. I wanted to root for that one because yeah. I love Gene Hackman and I love Christopher Walken. And you know, having Ants has a couple people in that movie that for me are just like, you know, they're top notch as far as anything, yeah. you know, Hollywood is related. Um, and nine out of time, ten times, it's something with Gene Hackman, and I'm going to sit down and watch it. But sure. I couldn't get, but I couldn't get past Woody Allen. <laughs> so you know, I give I give DreamWorks a lot of credit for trying to do something that Disney was not doing and try to step away from that mold, especially with Katzenberg coming over. I'm sure people were expecting to just see a rotation of the same thing happening again and again. So I do appreciate that bravery, whether it was successful. It was the exact same story, but besides that, you're right; it was different. When yeah. they did Kung Fu Panda, that's when they were really starting to come in their own. I, that's when <laughs> Kung, Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda is amazing. I like that a lot. DreamWorks has yeah. come up tough. They've got a good franchise going on with several properties. Yeah. And Very Amber good. Good for you, DreamWorks. I mean, Amber brought up a good point. A lot of our movies, I mean, there's a there's more than just this one. There's a, been a ton that we watch that release like the same year or maybe one year apart. Oh, there's a lot of those. Yeah. Like sort of these twin so films. Many. Oh yeah. yeah. So many of those. I'm like, Still oh, haven't done Volcano and Dante's peak. I think those came out the same month. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we did, we did Ed TV and, um, and Truman, Truman show. Truman. Those came out yep. really close together. Yep. And, yeah. Both the wider. We'll never do it, but yeah, line and, uh, what was it? Saving private Ryan came out at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't watch it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's I made them watch uh, uh, Wyatt Earp, which was very oh, nice. It was painful. I'll hold that oh. against you for the rest of your life. Oh. But it meant we got we, to watch Tombstone, so it, it worked. worked That's out. true. 
And we do watch one movie all together, which is really fun. We'll, we'll pick oh, a movie and cool. we'll watch it all together. And then the second movie we usually watch on our own. Um, so the movie we watch together is usually, it's a fun time to, to be able to yeah, I love that. It's, it's really fun. cool. I like that. All right. So real quick, guys, remind everybody where they can fight, find Film Fight. And uh, as you guys have heard, uh, there's a lot of fun banter in the show. And everybody has a theme song except for Amber. But, you know, that I'll can work be resolved. On, Steve's parents really love the show. <laughs> well, Zach, you're kind of, uh, since you're the the head voice of the show, I would say, tell us where we can find us. <laughs> uh, anywhere you listen to your, your favorite podcasts or, or even your second favorite. Uh, I really think we're everywhere, except for I have trouble finding us on iTunes, but everywhere else, I think we're pretty much there. Stitcher. Amazon, yeah, iHeartRadio, yeah. Google, um, but yeah, we don't, we don't have an email. We should, we should we figure do have that out. We, we, we do have an email. email. We do have an email. What's our email? Nobody writes to it. Nobody writes Our to it. Mom wrote to it once. <laughs> That's right. Our biggest fan. It's filmfight at filmfightpodcast at gmail dot com. All right. All right. So send us your requests for uh, for for film fights. We'll we'll totally give. Yeah. You if anyone out. has any ideas, we're all for suggestions. Why not? <laughs> yeah. So it's filmfights at gmail.com. Filmfightpodcast at gmail.com. Okay. So filmfightpodcast. Hit us up on social. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I've uh, down in the links below. Uh, there'll be. Uh, I'll make sure to add the the. Uh, the email, but I already have your your Podbean location in the notes down below uh, for everybody to be able to watch and, and or, or you know click on and go check you guys out at your Podbean location. But this will give them a chance to email suggestions to you as well. All right, very good. Tim, I'm very impressed. We're under an hour. I, I don't think we've ever. That's really plug. I can plug my shows out. I can plug. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Please. Uh, currently on air, I've got two things running: one on Apple TV and one on Disney Plus. Hamster and Gretel now yes. going on Disney Plus. Creator Finis Finfer, Dan Povenmeyer has created another iconic family favorite, sure to be um, a legend in the books. Great, it's great, fantastic. Great, 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 great show. And also on Apple TV, episodes of Stillwater still dropping great series based on children's books by John Muth, the Zen short series. Absolutely love it. It's really, really a cute show. Very two different, totally different shows, but both shows that I directed and I'm really proud of them. Excellent. Yeah. Anybody and else every time Hamster and Gretel gets mentioned, get Ropa Viejas stuck in your head? <laughs> but I'm sorry, I was too busy reading my compliment. <laughs> <laughs> anytime, anytime Hamster and Gretel is mentioned, the the family Ropa Vieja song starts playing in my head oh, and all I see is hamster in his little pepper skirt. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Same original songs, every episode all written by Dan. So much fun. Great characters. And like my husband said, our daughter absolutely loves it. And as of now, our hamster does not have a cape, but I am so scared for your hamster time. to get a cape. I'm not even pretending. <laughs> right? I'm, I'm afraid of your hamster one day just getting the Superman treatment. Just <laughs> you know, the... so, so far he's so far he's okay he's actually so new powers unimaginable yeah i'm afraid of jelly bean becoming the jelly splat that's what oh, i'm I know. worried about so yeah 
We have to. We have to. Str- it's a struggle to make sure he doesn't turn into a nugget to our dog. Exactly. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. She is very rodent driven and sees him, and she's like, starts licking her lips. I'm like, that is not a chicken nugget. Get away. <laughs> <laughs> he is the right color. He so. is. He's very cute, though. All right, folks. So last Friday, our guest was Andrew James Spooner. Andrew was our 100th episode. Meet the voiceover artist and Muppeteer in this week's interview. Hi, I'm Andrew James Spooner, and you're listening to the FSF Podcast. Oh, well, I can't sound cooler than that. Um, wow. yeah. How did we get one of those things, Amber? Gee whiz. <laughs> I've had such a good time on the FS podcast. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, yeah. it's a hard it's a hard follow-up with a really cool British <laughs> accent. Come for the British accent, stay for my brother getting yelled at. <laughs> and you can still find that episode of the FSF podcast on our YouTube channel and your favorite audio podcast providers. And remember that your, your your subscription to our YouTube channel is a major help. Sometimes I'll actually get that sentence right. Probably not. Eh, Boom. It's rated. <laughs> right? It's it's directly. I'm right with you. Guys. I'm right with you. Uh, so guys, don't forget to please, please click like and subscribe as you watch the video. However, this Friday, episode 101 goes up. Our guests this Friday are a talented actor podcasting duo with a very distinguished career. Yeah, so uh, we don't have a preview for this uh, just yet because time and life and all those other things. But we are excited to welcome the host of the Media Path podcast, Fritz Coleman, uh, is a stand-up comedian, longtime weatherman for NBC's flagship LA channel. And also uh, Louise Polanker, who is the co-founder of Premier Networks, along with being a writer, she's a director, filmmaker, uh, a whole bunch of like she has like a laundry list of things that she has done. They're both very impressive people. And clearly they took a wrong turn in Albuquerque and showed up on our show. But um, <laughs> they their podcast is actually very cool. It takes you on a scenic tour through books, movies, TVs, all these things, the way that these different forms of media intersect in our lives. And there's some really cool conversations uh, that they've had on their show. And so, uh, yeah, you can check that out this upcoming Friday. There, That episode's a lot of fun. And if you watch episode 100 with Andrew James Spooner, uh, you get to find out what is the difference between period dancing and pole dancing. It might save your life one day. Hmm. <laughs> mainly, mainly because I don't know how to read. And no. also, like, I, I know I mentioned it once already, but I'm going to keep mentioning it because it's fantastic. And yes, Fred being yelled at is the high point. For that. Fred, Fred is what's, what's his name? What's his name? Fred? Stupid name. Stupid name. However, after the episode came out and I sent the episode to my brother, he then replied with the, I need to send an apology. I'm like, yes, you do. <laughs> so Dang Fred, I straight. believe that Andrew is still waiting for his apology. Get crack-a-lacking. <laughs> He's waiting. All right, guys. Thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, please go, guys, go check out uh, Film Fight Podcast. It's a lot of fun. Even if they're only releasing one every six months, it's a good time. Uh, we strongly suggest you guys check them out. They're a ton of fun. We have have so enjoyed having you guys on, on the show tonight. Thank you for making Thank time you. for us. Thank you. So, all right. That's going to conclude us for the FSF Popcast Live Edition. Goodbye. Ciao.
On behalf of the rest of the hosts of the FSF podcast, we want to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, please contact us by means of Twitter or Instagram using the handle at FSF Podcast or go to www.fsfpodcast.com and click on the contact link. Thanks again and hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank <laughs> you.